Fierce Fan Media. <laughs> I almost clicked leave meeting. I swear <laughs> every time I'm like, don't click leave meeting, don't. And then I click leave meeting. I'm like, what the fuck? Look at their little weird birds on here. Oh, they're, they're so, cute. so cute. Oh my. Look at it. Hey, that looks like Billy. Remember Billy? Yeah. I remember I'm Billy. It. I gotta take <laughs> like I'm petting it. I can't fucking find it. Hey, it's really hard. I gotta take a picture so you can see how cute they are together. You guys are you guys are very <laughs> so who can see it? We can all see it. Who are you taking a picture for? It's literally taking a picture of Stacy and me so she can see that our bu- birds are butt to butt on my screen. Oh. <laughs> I'm and like, do you think you have some super secret Zoom that you're the only one who can see them? Like, no, everyone can see them. <laughs> no, but that is weird about Zoom, how everybody's always in a different spot, like depending on your screen. Yeah. You know? Really great mysteries. Mm-hmm. All right, bitches. <laughs> oh my God, is it the order you log in? I think yes. Oh. oh Look at Stacy in first place today. <laughs> Top of the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm like better than you guys for being on time, but like. No, yeah, you're not. No, I am. No. Yeah, no, I just am. No. It was the one time. One time. <laughs> but it's the time we're talking about. No. <laughs> so. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Wind Down. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I am Stacy, the political princess. <laughs> I'm Erin, the geeky gal pal. Ding, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Julie, the not-so-lipstick lesbian. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to do, we're going to try and do, um, every week, like something fun for the first 20 minutes and then all of the bullshit. So, uh, you're welcome. Um, so this week, let's see if anyone did their homework. Can we do what we're drinking first? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Drinking I was going to say, I think Dems are birds. You think it was my first time here, huh? I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Did we break up? Stacy, uh, the other Stacy gave me my wine advent calendar. Um, so I pulled two, so they come in like half, um, half a bottle sizes. So I pulled this one out portrait of a wildflower. It's Merlot. Super cute. It's got like a biker dude on it with his arms crossed. And then when I'm done with that, I will be drinking a red blend Luna Brillante. And this one is from Spain. And the first one I'm drinking is from France. So I'm a fancy bitch tonight. Yeah, you are. Man. We're going through two bottles tonight too. That's uh it's a it's one bottle because they're each half a bottle. Oh, I see. It's a little yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. A little guy. Look at that <laughs> a little, little guy. guy. It's <laughs> enough to wet your whistle, you know. Lexi <laughs> <laughs> looks like she has a big bottle for once. I know. I do. Let's go okay. through that tonight. Yeah, I'm drinking this uh Pinot Grigio, which is not my fave. But it, the label, you know, it's from Columbia Valley in Washington, which again, it's Washington. It's a screw top. It's whatever. But it's called <laughs> Beauty and Chaos. And like, hold on, Ooh. look at the label. Yeah, that's pretty. That is. It's pretty. like holographic. It's watercolor. I wonder it's if it'll look even things. cooler once you're drunk. Probably. <laughs> Most things do. 
<laughs> Stacy buys the bottles for the prettiness. Always. Always. Yeah. yeah, and it tastes gross. It's a Pinot Grigio. Sucker for marketing, like, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Aaron, what are you drinking? So when Jean was, um, when we were in P-Town, Jean brought me the watermelon ale, the Thomas Hooker watermelon ale. Hooker. So, yeah, I thought, what the hell? Takes one to know one. One to know. So I, I saved them. I only had, I've only had one. So I saved the rest of them and I'm drinking them tonight. I'm not drinking vodka. Unbelievable. Wow. I actually got threatened by my wife. Don't get drunk tonight. We have stuff to do tomorrow. I was like, you know what? Okay. You're not the boss me. That's oh my God, say. best of luck. <laughs> like, after this is gone, I'm probably going to drink vodka. So I don't know what to tell you. Cheers. Have the best day available to you. Have the day you deserve. It's going to be a full day. We're going to Home Depot. <laughs> I'm just drinking Angry Orchard. That's Richard. the I'm... most lesbian thing I've ever heard in my lifetime, Erin. I know. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Julie? I'm so sorry. No, I'm just drinking Angry Orchard. No whiskey, no nothing tonight. Just, just wow. little beers. Yeah. You going to Home Depot tomorrow too? No, but I have to go. There's this place called the Stewart House. And it's like, it's really cool. It's this place in Fayetteville out here that does every year. They like go completely all out on their Christmas decorations. And they have like a Santa Claus there. They have like a little roller coaster set up for kids. And they have like these light tunnels that you get to walk through. So a bunch of us are going tomorrow night and I just don't want to be hung over. So smart. (laughs) Smart. Yeah, that is smart. I have to go to a holiday craft fair and then we're having wine and movie day tomorrow. Ooh, that sounds like a good day. Are you like, do you have a specific movie in mind or uh, whatever they picked? Ah, who's they? Stacy, Stacy, Lex. Right on. The committee. The are committee. Going, <laughs> where are you going for movie day? My, my social managers here. Right. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so I have to put the movie? TV back up on the wall. <laughs> oh. Uh, Bird, do you guys have a movie picked out? I think the last one that was suggested was Love Hard, which I've watched and was super cute and will watch again on Netflix. Does it have to be like a Christmas movie? Is it for a Christmas mm-hmm. movie night? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. There's some good Christmas We'll just also movies. be drinking champagne because I'm not just sitting through Christmas movies. That's not the thing I'm interested in. You start drinking too much champagne, you'll start tearing up during those Christmas movies. That's how I know. They always get me, you know? <laughs> they do. I know, even if they're bad. Yeah. I mean, I, Jack, you, go ahead, We sit there and ball our eyes out, drink champagne, and watch Ghost Whisperer. <laughs> All the time. We, we drink a whole eat. magnum of champagne. Yeah. Magnum each. Yeah. We each. There. We'd sit there and cry and watch Ghost Whisperer for hours. That was our favorite thing to do. Julie Julie was living with me at the time. And the first time she um, found me watching Ghost Whisperer caught me, I guess. She was like, what kind of bullshit is this? And she comes in my room and she lays down on my bed. I don't think she got up for another five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was hooked. hooked. Yeah. Yep. Hooked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, who looked up? celebrity conspiracy theories oh oh shit okay (laughs) all right let's start with julie you go first you never go first i think though i think my favorite one that i found and i screenshotted it was i feel like this is gonna be dempsey's but i thought it was most interesting britney spears being an agent 
Yeah. Being like a (laughs) explain, explain what it is. Okay. So it's saying that she was, um, off the books employee for D-U-B-Y-A, Dubai? Dubai? Yeah. George George W. W. Bush. Oh. (laughs) George W. Bush. W. Okay, that she, being, <laughs> that she was being paid to engineer distractions and keep the American people's eye off of what was going on in Washington at the time. So and who believes it? Absolutely not. Anyone? I, I mean, I feel like anything's fucking possible. But, but what they're saying was surprising that a lot of the timing kind of added up. Like her 55-hour marriage to, we all know what happened with that. Um, to a childhood friend coincided with Valerie Plame, the Valerie Plame scandal breaking. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. And then when Bush's approval rating hit its all-time low, Spears made news again for having child for having her child protective services visit. And then in 2006, mid-term rolled around, Brittany announced that she was splitting with her husband, Kevin Federline. And in 2007 is when the her whole meltdown happened and she shaved her head and all that and um that was when the al-qaeda reforming in pakistan happened so it's kind of weird that they kind of matched up like some of her stuff matched up with some political things that were going on but um yeah i thought that one was the most interesting that britney spears was a secret agent (laughs) yeah i mean i've heard this one before and that's just ridiculous like yeah i i've never believed that one but what do you guys think? I literally I think don't think anything so. is possible, yeah. but I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> anything is possible. I just feel like the movies don't come from nothing, right? Like there's obviously stuff out there that like you're like, oh my God, there really are like obviously assassins and things like that. But like Britney Spears being on the payroll. Well, you want to hear something weird? So I don't know how many people listen to this. I've ever been into like online betting and stuff like that. There was, there's this betting website that's called Bodog and you can go on there and bet on games or you can bet on, you can bet on literally, or back then, back in like 2006, 2007, you could literally bet on anything. You could bet on like a celebrity getting into a plane crash or something like that. And some of your odds were like a million to one. So you could bet a dollar on each of these things. And if one of them happened, you could win like a million bucks. Britney Spears shaving her head was one of those things on that gambling website when it happened. Isn't that weird? Like somebody like in, you know, betting land, like predicted it and was like, Britney Spears shave her head, whatever. So, but somebody won won the money off of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that is crazy. No, I highly doubt it's, it's real. There's no way Britney Spears was a secret agent. (laughs) well you could spin it that yeah i mean there's no way to spin it all right stacy what's your uh what's your favorite conspiracy Uh, theory it's so hard to pick just one and not (laughs) not that she's like 
a celebrity. Well, I guess she's a celebrity technically, but there is a theory that when Sarah Palin had her youngest son, that that was not her son. And that was Bristol's first pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is like a lot of evidence (laughs) that supports that. Um, Especially just like her, she was, I don't know, she was somewhere in the like Midwest or something. Like when she went into labor, like her water broke or whatever. And she flew back to Alaska. Like there's just some really shady things. Bristol was like, sick during that time and wasn't at school like there's just some things that really don't like add up um so uh that one's really that's the one that always sticks with me as the like oh I could see that being true yeah I think that one's true too yeah I do think that one's true 100 percent Aaron what's yours so there is a couple that I thought were like what like the um Illuminati one I always am like meh but uh, the one that I thought was like, I found this article about like a whole bunch of them and I thought it was just, I just died laughing. But the uh, the one about Barb, Bob Marley. Oh the yeah. CIA murdered Bob Marley because he and other reggae, reggae musicians were working to alert the public of the CIA's attempt to bring down Jamaican prime minister, Michael Manley. And it's like, I did a little bit of research on it, but I- you know, it's kind of hard and I don't want to get deep into it. I'm like, God, ah, but I think what with the best part about it was that they were like, who believes it? Anyone who just tried their first edible <laughs> just like died laughing. Cause I was like, yeah, I feel like the only time you ever believe something like that could happen is when you're like totally fucking stoned and you're like, yeah, man, that's probably the truth. The CIA man. And so I just, I left. I think that's like, the most interesting one and the one about Katy Perry, but I didn't do enough research into it. Oh yeah. Katy Perry is actually <sighs> JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah. It's weird when you look at like pictures of them and mm-hmm. shit, like it could, it really could be true. What was Dempsey's? <clears throat> uh, that Sarah Palin, when she was pregnant with her youngest son, that that was actually like her daughter was actually pregnant. Oh, yeah, I'll send you a link to it. The other one that gets me all the time. And I'm like, once you start looking at the evidence, you're like, could that be true? But then you just realize it's probably not. Is that Stevie Wonder can see? Yeah, he's not blind. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's just like your other senses get so like you rely on your other senses so heavily that things like catching the falling mic stand or whatever, like, but I don't know, you see a couple of things where you're like, yeah, wait, yeah. how do you know that was happening? Right, yeah. There's that another is- one that if you look at some of the pictures that have been caught, um, Beyonce's pregnancy being not real. That was that. mine! Yes. Oh. Yeah. S- some of the pictures and stuff that they've caught of like her supposedly prosthetic stomach like folding and stuff, you're yeah. like- that's a pretty squishy pregnant belly. Like, well, what's crazy about that one is, and I actually, when I was reading about it, I was like, I actually felt kind of bad for her because there's so much pressure around, you know, you don't want to be called, you're not a real mom. Someone was a surrogate right. for you, like whatever. There's also, I mean, Beyonce, there's a shit ton of pressure. This is why I do believe it. There's a shit ton of pressure around her to keep her body looking the way it looks. And 
she was older when, when she started having kids and your body does not bounce back the way that it would, if you were like 22, 23 years old. And so when I was reading about it, I just actually kind of found it like, we're so hard on women, so hard on women. Like she, I, I think she probably felt like she, and I don't know, maybe it, it, maybe it was that they were, she was struggling to get pregnant. There's people have a lot of fertility issues and stuff. It may have had nothing to do with her image or how she looked or whatever. She could have just been struggling with fertility and decided to use a surrogate. But those pictures were like her baby bump folds in, like, I'm sorry. That's not even like a weird angle. Like yeah. I lived with a pregnant woman and that shit don't fold. You have to roll around. Like that's not, <laughs> There's no like give to any of those. So I actually do believe it. It just made me sad that she felt like she couldn't. And I don't know if maybe she didn't feel like she wanted to share her experience or she didn't want blue Ivy to know that, Mm -hmm. you know, she used a surrogate for, I don't know. People are complicated and they think some weird stuff, but I believe that one is true. Yeah. I can see how that would be true. Oh. Yeah, oh, there's okay. no that's way. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just yeah, that's definitely a baby bump. Like and this was one. and this was back when like uh imaging and stuff wasn't as good as it is now. Like somebody like, fixing do you think the it's picture. Just shadows, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it looks pretty not legitimate. It reminds me of the movie yeah. Baby Mama when Amy Poehler has a yeah. big bump on and she's like beating it. Mm-hmm. Get it back in place. I mean, I it is know. sad though that to think that like some women, like celebrity women, feel like they have to go through mm-hmm. so much so look at to this. Look at this whatever cover. Oh. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just. Yeah. I like that there's even like a reenacted gif of it. Like that makes me <laughs> a happy. Gif. A gif. Oh, whatever. It's not a gif. Gonna change. It's I'm not changing. So um, did you guys read the one about uh Marissa Tomei wasn't yeah, actually wasn't, like yeah. with, didn't actually win that Academy Award? Who would it have been though? Like if I don't the guy know. like read it wrong? It is kind of weird that she would have won one for my cousin Vinny. Oh, she was really good in it, though. For sh- for sure, absolutely. But yeah. a brand new actress winning for a comedy, like yeah, that mm, is unheard of. I could see Anybody where it would be true. Yeah, yeah, right. I could see where that one would be true. But you would, I don't know, would the would would the yeah, foreign remember, press like? But remember when someone? What was it? It was like La La Land, but then it wasn't mm-hmm. La La Land. It was actually Moon Moon Dance, Moon Moon Moonlight. Moon's, Moonlight, whatever. I can't remember the name of it. I'm so sorry. But like, you should that's be sorry. the one that actually won. It is embarrassing, mm-hmm. to be completely honest, Jackie. Yeah, well, maybe they, did, maybe they didn't want it to happen again. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, come on, you need to, let's, if this Mo, you know, Schmo, Mo Schmo, what was his well, name? Well, so when I was reading it, I was like, well, it's probably never happened before. So they had no way, they didn't know what to do like once the wrong name was read out loud because their names aren't on those Oscars, right? Like they're just handing them out. They get mailed to them afterwards, you know, yada, yada. Right. So I could see where that one could potentially be true also. Right. Oh, but I yeah. wonder who, It was Jack you, Talents was the yeah. one who, re, who read yeah. it. And who, who else was in her category at the time? So what I'm looking up right now. <clears throat> it says it's false on Snopes, but still, let's see. 
Uh, Joan Plowright, Vanessa Redgrave. <laughs> for what movie for Vanessa Redgrave though? Um, I don't know. Hold on. Let me see. I would be amiss though, if we didn't mention who thinks that Taylor Swift was actually dating Tom Hiddleston. Uh, I kind of do. I think that maybe they were dating. You don't think think it was just a PR stunt? I don't think it was serious. I think maybe they were. Okay. Either it was good for both of their careers and it was a PR stunt or he just liked her way more than she liked him. That's a possibility. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. Man, have you watched Loki? I don't know how I feel he about it. Like, <laughs> I think he was, I think he was legit a rebound. Like she just broken up with Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris got mm-hmm. caught getting those hand jobs from his masseuse, which mm-hmm. gross. gross. Yeah. And she just broken up with him. And I think she rebounded with, with Tom Hiddleston and it. Yeah. I think it was never as serious to her. I just think it's funny how everyone calls it. Well, in Taylor Swift world, a PR stunt, but they did have a lot of intentional pat pictures taken. Yeah. But, you know, I think she did with Harry Styles, too. I think a lot of them are beer. We're not getting into what we think of her fake, all of her fake relationships, because we think there's a lot. We all agree Joe Allen's real, though, right? Mm, No. 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 For being such a T-Sweezy's fan, y'all think she's awfully scandalous. I 100% do not think that that relationship is all it's said to be. 100%. 100%. I don't, I will until I don't. Well, Julie doesn't, doesn't know our, Julie doesn't know our underlying conspiracy theory of Taylor. So, right. right. We can't like do to on hear here. it. <laughs> oh. No, we can't do on here. We'll tell you later. <laughs> All right. So now that we did the fun stuff, um, we'll get into why America is the worst. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Um, so, so frustrating. We would be remiss if we, I know, but unfortunately people get their news from us. So no, I'm just saying the the situation is frustrating. Oh, okay. Um, the school shooting that took place in Michigan, the parents are being charged now, which, but don't worry. They're on the lamb. Well, did you read the why the parents are being charged? Yeah, yeah good. They should be. They should be. Yeah. Charged. They one hundred 100% should be. You're Melty. telling your kid to just not get caught? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Uh, and then you take off? Well, and here's the thing, too. I, I The school did a good job with, you know, seeing the notes and seeing the message that he, that he was leaving. But nobody looked in his backpack. Nope. That like blows my mind. Like I, I everybody dropped the ball on that. Like, yeah. yeah, because people should have looked, but the parents knew there was a gun and it wasn't locked up. And like, right. wouldn't that be the very first question you ask? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is like, hey, by the by, before we head out of here, where's that gun? <laughs> like, <laughs> just check it in. Yeah, Sur- just curious. Yeah. Do a survey. <laughs> Do you bring survey. that with you? Well, and at the very least, I thought even by the school, like the resource officer or somebody should have to look in his locker, look in his backpack. I I mean, make sure not only for, you're not thinking a kid's typically walking around with a gun, but if you're seeing those images, at least to see if there's more 
notes and more pictures and maybe a list of people on there or something. I just felt right. like that was extremely negligent of everybody involved to not look through his stuff at that point. I'm, I'm sure there's totally. some type of legalities that gave them the, you know, legal right to do that at that point, because mm-hmm. it was threatening. That's a credible threat. Yeah. Then. It's a credible yeah. threat. I'm like, I can't believe nobody looked in his backpack. Like I said, even for a, a different note or something mm-hmm. like, Oh, I such so sad because something like that, that they did a good job catching before it happened and then completely dropped the ball at the end of it. Like and it was, yeah. would have been so preventable. Mm-hmm. He's already in the office. You're there with him. You're going over the notes. You call his parents in and you don't look in his fucking backpack. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been the first thing you do is like, look in his backpack. <laughs> yes. You know, I just ate it for a knife. I mean, for anything. I don't know. I, I couldn't believe that. And then, yeah, the parents were fucking idiots. Yeah. But mm. I just, Stacy and I were talking about this before everyone got on. I, I can't fathom. I mean, we have two guns in this house and I would never have them in a situation where anyone could get to them besides Lex and I, like, I don't care until Lincoln's a grown ass man, like grown, grown, he will not have access to our firearms. Like, well, I think this, this gun was a, this was a gun that they gave him. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's bonkers. gun. Yeah. Well, like, I even think like, I don't, we don't have guns in our house, but if we did, we don't have kids around. But we still wouldn't just leave them lying around. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be like loaf of bread, gun. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just would not be that. And I, I think part of it is because I, I just don't think that that's, that needs to be sitting out. But like, also like who the fuck could just come in and grab your fucking gun? Right. Like what the fuck? Oh, I just, I'm so blown away by people that are so pro gun, but anti gun safety. Like it just makes me just like, I don't get it. There's mechanisms in place for that reason. Like I have a small handgun safe that when I push in my four digit code, it pops out and it's only, you know, 10 inches by eight inches and it's mounted to the wall behind the bed. So if I ever needed to get in the middle of the night, I could get it through a combination lock. The other one is in my go bag that has a trigger lock on it so that if anyone ever broke in and stole that bag, it would still be locked. The trigger still like there's just, you take certain precautions to prevent accidents from happening or intentional harm happening. If you're going to own guns, you need to take responsibility for securing them properly. And it's just, we're off on a tangent, but the fact that these parents I'm glad they're being charged. They should absolutely be charged. Like Mm -hmm. I can't imagine sending your child to school and then having them die there. And he killed four people, four teenagers. Like, well, and that's that I saw a TikTok today and it was one of the students and it was just like her crying. Um, but it said there weren't 11 victims that day. There were 1800 because now every single one of those kids in that school is a victim of a screw of a school shooting. Yeah. And like their lives are changed forever. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. It's horrifying. It really is. And then like, then to see like how they, the fucking it, we've heard this time and time again, but the media, 
and how the picture they show of that motherfucker is like him as a child with his hands praying. And, you know, meanwhile, we have black kids that that get fucking shot to death by police officers for no fucking good reason. And it's their mugshot Mm -hmm. from some past thing that has happened. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this kid is a goddamn he's a terrorist. He is a fucking white terrorist and you're going to post some bullshit picture of him when he was a child praying. Fuck you. Fuck you, media. Fuck you. Well, we've said for a long time that they should be showing the pictures of what it looks like for a 14 year old to be bleeding out on the ground Mm -hmm. to make it make people understand how real it is. I don't think many people have seen someone what someone looks like on the ground shot and dead. And they do all these things. They show all these B-rolls with parents crying and hugging. And no, people need to see what it actually looks like because it makes it easy to picture your 14-year-old kid laying in the ground in his own blood with his history book laying beside his head. Like, I wish they would have done that after Sandy Hook because could you imagine the implications of showing 22 first graders Mm -hmm. laying dead from gunshot wounds? But no, they showed a bunch of parents crying like, and I'm not, I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? But if we're ever going to change the way people feel about how guns are treated in this country, they need to be aware of the actual ramifications of these weapons. Like how, how often you can Google it right now, how often a three-year-old accidentally shoots himself or shoots somebody else in the house or, or, or a six-year-old or a seven-year-old. And we have a school shooting, what, once every four days in this country? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's bananas. And I mean, after Sandy Hook, we knew nothing when they wouldn't make any changes after Sandy Hook. Like if that many first graders doesn't change how you feel about our access to firearms in this country, I, I, nothing ever, nothing ever will. No. So Agreed. I'm glad the parents are being prosecuted. I also think it's real funny that this freaking kid can walk in there and shoot a bunch of people up and they managed to get them out alive. But you have mm-hmm. a 61 year old uh, guy in a wheelchair who yep. supposedly stole a toolbox who gets shot eight times in the back. I also want to want to point out, though, for the school shooting that I think that it also for me highlights that they need to it would be so beneficial to young adults and even children to have some type of class where they went over mental health issues and anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, stuff like that. So kids had a way of you know, even feeling like a teacher that they could talk to, you know, and it was like open conversation or, you know, just something for, so that kids knew so that it wasn't such like an enigma, you know, mental health, people don't like talking about it or, you know, they don't, nobody, a lot of people grow up not wanting to admit that they have depression or anxiety or whatever. It's like this elephant in the room kind of that nobody wants to talk about. And I just wonder if we started really trying to implement that in our school system when you're younger, even just to help kids cope with those like things. Like if it wasn't so stigmatized. Yes. Yeah. And like if, if it wasn't such, such a hard thing, I guess, for people to talk about or to admit that they have, like, you never know, you know, having something like that or just having somebody for these kids to talk to other than his idiot ass fucking parents, would, would it, would it help? You know, I mean, fuck to me, it's worth right. a shot. And if, and if you <laughs> like, talk about mental health. Yeah, what do we have like to lose? Talk- 
Right. You talk about more mental health more like you talk about physical health. I think it helps destigmatize it a little bit. And yeah, if people are more like, like people have a tendency to mention when they're diabetic or when they have epilepsy. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, if you start to see something that's a little off, like, oh, hey, that's a red flag because I know this about them. But if we treated mental health the same way, then you might know when someone's having yeah. a rough time. Totally. You know? I read a statistic and I wish I could remember where I read it because I would share it. Um, but that teenagers, today's world, experience the same level of anxiety that people in the fifties did that were locked in insane asylums. Like that's how stressful and anxious this generation is between climate change and. Oh, I believe it. It's not, it's the yeah, generation but, too. Right. But I'm saying that's the level of anxiety that people are, are coping with now uh, that used to get people locked up between yeah. climate change, um, you know, wage, um, stagnation and like all, all of these, you know, God, people have advanced degrees sure. and are getting entry-level <laughs> positions in the workforce. Like you'd never see me. Well, I, I think a <laughs> lot of that room. too, for me might have to do with, you know, right I don't want to sound like an old person saying this, but like the amount of video games and social media and non-human contact that kids are growing up with now, then it's like, they have to go to school or go get a job and be out in the real world. And they're just like freaking the fuck out because they're used to talking to their friend on their headset on Fortnite or call of duty or whatever, you know? And it's like, that's all the interaction that they have. And then they actually have to go out in front of people. And I feel like fuck yeah, it's going to make you anxious because it's not what they're comfortable with anymore. And like you said, climate change and all everything else that we're COVID. Yeah, the world's just like, you know, like, and, apart. yeah, nice. everything yeah. else that we're dealing with. But I think that that adds to it too. And that's another, for me, like a mental health thing. They don't know how to deal with real life. Not all of them, but a lot of kids are not learning how to deal with real life people and situations. And well, really people, sad. there's a significant portion of the population that lacks coping skills. And I don't say that to be mean or judgmental or whatever, but there is, there's a significant amount that doesn't handle stress, anxiety, um, bad things happening, all of the above well. And sometimes that's their fault. And sometimes it's not like some people are just dealt shitty hands and they were never, never given the opportunity. So I've learned a lot being married to a therapist and whatever the worst thing that happened to you as a kid or when all these bad things happened, that's how you learn to cope with them and how people treat you in those moments, like how your parents react to you, how your teachers react to you, how, what, whoever's important to you reacts to you. That's, that solidifies the foundation of how you cope with trauma and how you deal with it. So if you aren't getting those coping skills at a young age, either which is no fault of your own as a child, but if you don't actively try to enhance those as you get older and recognize them, which let's be honest, recognizing our shortfalls is a hard fucking thing to do for anybody. Like we're blind to a lot of the issues we have, not even sometimes it's not intentional. It's because we've always lived with them. So we don't realize that they're shortfalls. Like we, this is who we are. So it's not even a selfish or intentional thing in a lot of cases. So you have to have a tremendous amount of self-awareness and be able to see things from like 3000 feet. And like, there's all of these things that go hand in hand with it. And if you don't have 
consistent coping skills, how the fuck would you be able to recognize these shortfalls that you have? I mean, we can see it in even the suicide rate that exists now in kids under the age of 18. And I think you're right, Jewel. I think it's, I think there's a lot of layers to it. Like as most things, there's not one easy solution. Otherwise we'd fix it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's video games for some kids. It's, you know, you can come from a loving household, but your parents are working three jobs to pay mortgage and keep food on the table. And they have all the best intentions in the world, but they can't be there because of just the way society is, you know, you could, um, have, you could become really good friends with someone and, you know, their parents leave guns laying around. Like there's all of these outside factors that you have to be able to mitigate and learn how to cope with and deal with. And if you don't have a solid foundation to know how to navigate those, those instances, you're, you're in for a lot harder time than, than other people. And we don't have a good way of talking about that because it's so complicated and so hard. And a lot of times the kids who are truly struggling with it, aren't going to come out and say it's embarrassing, right? Like the, remember being a teenager and how much your image mattered or how much what your friends thought of you mattered or, you know, whatever, which is ridiculous, but that's just, that's life. Like, (laughs) so carried on to this very day. Right. So if you don't, if you don't have a good way or you don't have the vocabulary to understand what's happening to you or the resources, because I don't think you're wrong. I think we should talk more about mental health starting from a very young age um, like we do physical health. I, I think people should have those tools given to them because it's not realistic to expect that parents are going to be able to, because some of parents, they don't have coping skills. Mm-hmm. They've never learned how to deal with their own shit. Like they're definitely not going to be passing it along. Why, it's why it's a shit this, show. Why is this not something that's getting brought up for schools and stuff? Like I like, I can't wrap my mind because parents, that. some parents don't believe in it. Right. And I think it does at least at least now you can tell with like the younger grades and stuff, there's more like talking about what tools you have in your toolbox and your coping mechanisms and that sort Mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, A lot of it's more behavioral stuff, but yeah, because a lot of parents don't. I think you have to remember too, like a a lot of the teaching population are older people. Oh, for sure. It's the younger ones that are the younger population the younger generation of teachers that have come in that try to make more of like an open line of communication with their students but you have these older teachers that have been doing the same thing year in and year out and they've gotten great results and they get good test scores and that's what they're they're you know you know graded on at the end of the day so they don't feel that it's necessary to bring that stuff up you know I think as time goes on and that becomes more and more of an issue and this is brought up and we see these kids with these serious issues taking drastic measures school shootings you know suicides all of these things like that's i think people are finally starting to wake up to it but it's that idea that like is this my place to talk to your kid about their mental health Mm -hmm. Do, do i want to even touch that because I try to teach them math and they don't do their homework and I give them an F and their parents up my ass about it. Right. Like that, I feel it's that like fine line of how far do you insert yourself into this child's life? Like, hopefully there are a lot of teachers out there that are like, fuck it. I'm doing this for the kids. It doesn't matter. But Mm -hmm. 
Well, we also, we also place a significant amount of responsibility on teachers, which isn't fair because they have, you know, six, seven periods a day with 35 kids in a class or 25, like whatever it is, they make shit money. When a lot of this stuff is, you know, it, you have to active because there, there's this old misnomer of what was good enough for me. My parents never, you know, my parents were hard on me. My parents did whatever. And like, yeah, but you weren't dealing with the same kid. You weren't dealing with the same things as a kid as kids are now. And your parents weren't dealing with the same things (laughs) they were, they did as kids as, you know, their parents did things evolve and it takes active consideration. Like I, I can't tell you how many times my gut reaction when Lincoln starts crying about whatever Lincoln's crying about to just be like, Hey, it's not that big of a deal. Suck it up. And I have to actively, because that's what my parents would have said to me, (laughs) suck it up. It's not a big deal. You're crying. I'll give you something to cry about kind of thing. And I have to make a conscious effort to be like, Hey buddy, I know you're upset and I know this is frustrating and I I know you're angry right now and it's okay to feel those things, but we, we still have to do this. So let's, let's find a way that we can get through it and like both kind of be happy about it. Okay. Like you have to change how you talk about things if you are going to raise different kinds of people and you have to, it's, it's all emotional intelligence, right? And emotional intelligence is come, it comes through practice and repetition and being aware and fucking taking that extra second to think things through. And it's hard and it's frustrating, but if you want to raise decent people, it's not going to be the same as when we were in the eighties and it's not going to be the same as when our parents were in the sixties. And like, Everything has changed now because kids have different pressure. So you have to take that extra minute. And that's part of the agreement you make when you decide to have fucking kids. Like you just, you have to agree to it. Agreed. And I think, but the bad part is that like your version of a decent child isn't the version that XYZ Joe Schmo and their Carol, Carol, Karen XYZ has in Michigan where they leave their gun lying around. You know, like they're, they're that yep. my kids should know how to fucking handle a weapon. Raw. You know what? Like, <laughs> like I, you know, I mean, he's, you know, X, Y, Z age. Yeah. Let's let him kill his own dinner. Go get that rabbit, Sonny. Like, it's just unfortunate. The, the split that there is in our country, because I'm thrilled that you're raising Lincoln to be such an amazing human being, right? Like he, he is going to have a good head on his shoulders and he's going to be thoughtful and caring and, and seeking consent wherever it's possible and necessary. Like that to me is amazing. But then you have other parents that are like, eh, you know, whatever. I want him to learn this. I need him to learn that, you know, I want him to be a man. Yeah. Black people are the enemy and I need no crying and uh, white supremacy. And that, uh, please do not think that I mean any of that as me. I'm just saying that like, well, I think there's a difference. Just, I feel too, like it's important to say that. Like what Aaron's touching on is there's a lot of parents that are not actively, that are not raising their children, right? They're keeping them alive. They're not raising them to be adults. Right, members of society. They're raising them to be the version of of an adult that they are, but in a world they don't don't live in anymore. Yeah, because they don't see that the version that adult that they are is actually very negative. Well, but not only that, that, like the world that they grew up in doesn't exist anymore. Right, it just fundamentally no longer exists. Exactly, and they're so like caught up in this like idea that if we fight hard enough, we can get America back to the way it used to be. Actually, no, it will never be like, it Mm -hmm. never will be like, because there are enough people that don't want that. 
that there will be a constant fight. Well, it's not even it's not even possible because technology doesn't allow it. Like mm. you'll never have a world without mm. some type of social media or computers right. or internet or like all of those things that exist now. So it'll never be the 1950s again. It doesn't matter how nostalgic you are for them or, or how yeah, nice right. it was for white people. It, it just won't and white straight right. people. It just, it does. That world doesn't exist anymore. No, it yeah. doesn't. But you're still going to have people trying to get there. Like, and thank this, God. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's the same, the same mentality that like people that stormed the Capitol thought like they didn't think they were doing anything wrong they thought they were trying to get america back like are you fucking kidding me you're doing everything wrong that's not america you're a fucking idiot but they're so fucking like you know they're like what's the word i'm looking for like they are ignorant yeah ignorant yes like tunnel vision yes like they're just like terrorists fixated terrorists all of that they're just like this is what we want and this is what we're going to get. And they're trying to take this from, it's like from the rest so of the American population. motivated to get right. it back there. Like they'll hurt and stomp yeah. and trample literally right. on so whatever they have to. They're brainwashed. And yeah. it's just that yeah. idea that like, what I want for my child is that I want them to live in the world that I want to live in. And so if that means that, that, that I'm going to raise them to be a gun toning, uh, Trump then that's, that's <laughs> the way it is, you know? Yeah. I feel like this is totally leading into the, to the other topic, Jack, that you wanted to talk Do about. Do we even have time? I feel like we've been like, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so Roe versus Wade. Oh. It's nice while it lasted. Um, is probably going to be overturned in the next few months. Um, which Roe versus Wade has only existed for 50 years. So um, everybody here doesn't remember a time that mm-hmm. um, legal and safe access to abortion didn't exist. And um, since, since its inception, you know, states, and part of the problem is too, the Supreme Court, they're not built to de- deal with these types of situations. Like, l- make no mistake, everyone can hate on the Gorsuch and Alito and Amy Comey Barrett, and they're deserving. Like, I'm not saying they're not, but Congress has had 50 years to codify Roe and to make it actual, actually a law <laughs> that it's actually the law of the land. Like, they they've had 50 years to do it, and nobody wanted to touch it because it's such a political hot potato. And so states have taken it upon themselves. Like it's in California's constitution that safe and legal abortion will always be available here. It's in New York. It's in Massachusetts. Like there's, there's states that it exists in, but what you're going to see is the 26 um, that will probably fall because of this and make and ban it. Uh, One of the things that happened in the interim of the whole Texas debacle um, conundrum, fuck waddle, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of women were leaving Texas and going to neighboring states to obtain abortions and providers were so overwhelmed. Residents of those states weren't able to get the care that they needed. So when they say it's a state's rights issue, it's not because it's going to affect everyone. Like it's, you can't limit it to borders. And if a woman wants to terminate a pregnancy, make no mistake, a woman will terminate a pregnancy. Then it becomes how safe it will be for that Mm -hmm. person after it's decided. And listen, I've made peace with it. Do I think there are women out there that abuse abortion? I do. Uh, People are people and people do dumb shit. I absolutely do. 
but I'm willing to take that amount if people who truly need it for medical reasons or family planning reasons or, or what women who have won in their entire lives or, you know, whatever, and they feel it necessary. And, you know, it's a decision between them and their doctor or what I'm willing to take that small percentage that use it as a form of birth control. Cause they love to throw that out. Mm-hmm. Um, if it means that women have body autonomy and, and can make those decisions for themselves. Like totally. I'm, I'm just so one, I'm not shocked. Like everyone knew this would happen when Trump named that three third Supreme court yeah. nomination. And I said on here, when Amy Comey Barrett got nominated that I thought there was a place for her um, being a mother, a young mother, she's a mother of seven. I, I, <laughs> I was hoping to have her voice heard on the Supreme court. Um, I, I take that back now because for her to have the fucking audacity to sit up there, I was trying to be hopeful, you know, yeah. but for her to have the audacity after having seven children to say, Oh, you can just give it up for adoption. Mm-hmm. That's not, that choice isn't available to everyone. And, Gross too. and you don't get to choose that for people like, and to think it's just that easy that once you hold that baby for the first time that, Oh, I'll just give it up for adoption. It's no big deal. And also she's ignoring the fact, and she has adopted children that even in the best of circumstances with adoption, the very best that the child goes to a loving home and they thrive, there's still a certain amount of trauma involved with adoption. So to assume that all of these kids should just grow up being adopted, knowing that they weren't wanted because you can't handle the thought of a woman making a choice for herself is bananas. And if they think this won't trickle down to other things because they're trying to halt it at just abortion, but this is going to, this is going to be a fucking snowball effect of a lot of really gross things. And I'm just, you know, I mean, why well, don't you just tell us the snowball? Because at this time I'm fucking terrified and I'd like mm-hmm. to be more terrified. What I the am, fuck else are they going to do to us, Jackie? I am fucking pissed off about this. If anybody out there cares, I think it is me absolutely too. fucking mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, this doesn't, uh, disgusting. This, this is I'm never going to affect me personally, you no. know, but, but you don't I know am, that. It I, could. Am, I am so fucking angry that they these same people that are forcing these women to have babies that they potentially don't want or that could potentially physically harden them are the same fucking people that won't put on masks they're the same fucking people that won't take a goddamn vaccine but you're going to force (laughs) women to birth a fucking baby that i you know i don't give a fuck about the reason I don't care. If yeah, you don't want a fucking either. baby, you shouldn't have to fucking have one. Yep. Yes, did you maybe make a mistake and sleep with somebody you shouldn't? Who fucking cares? That, that shouldn't... It shouldn't matter. That shouldn't change your whole fucking life right. forever because you made a fucking mistake. Like, it infuriates me for the women that it's going to affect, the potential horrible things that women are going to have to endure and you know go through physically mentally all this bullshit because you have these fucking idiots making them do something nobody should have to nobody should be you know what if they fucking do this then they need to make it a fucking law that everybody has to get fucking vaccinated because that is fucking bullshit we can't make that a fucking law 
Yeah. I'm here for self. I'm here for righteous Julie. Oh my I, God. I, 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 I do it. Yeah. I'm for that now. <laughs> it, it fucking infuriates me because we're okay. So, and I know I'm, you know, it's not a comparison. Abortion is completely different than, than the vaccine. And I understand that, but it's the same people making these fucking decisions and stopping the mandates for masks and saying fighting against the vaccine that's literally going to fucking help you making women who could potentially life pro-life it could could kill them pro-life it could potentially fucking kill them or Mm -hmm. mentally fucking traumatize them or whatever let them have a fucking abortion and Jax is right if a woman wants to have guess what it's her fucking body Mm -hmm. she's gonna figure it the fuck out but it doesn't that. matter because these fuckers that are in charge right now see women as property of a man. Period. That's the it, it's and fucking, it fucking ridiculous. Sucks. Yes, it, it sucks. Like, it scares it makes the me fucking shit out of me. All so I see is the angry. It makes me so fucking angry that I hope that somewhere out there there's some fucking doctor who's not scared to lose his whole fucking life or her, his or her life or their license, or there's something out there for these women to still be able to do for themselves, for their health, because I'm fucking appalled. And I can't believe that something that was ruled on as okay, Roe versus Wade, 50 fucking years ago, when there was still slavery and women were literally still in the fucking kitchen expected to cook, those motherfuckers voted on it. They even agreed that it was a good thing and that it should be up to women. Now you got these fucking idiots telling us that it's not fucking okay. It pisses, it really, it really pisses me off. Yeah. We just have a whole podcast. It is. I know. This is good. (laughs) And the thing that gets me too is these people that want to claim to be constitutionalists. Also, like what about the separation between church and state? Because they're making these Mm. decisions based on their own personal religious beliefs. And that's fucking ridiculous. Yep. If There's your no- religion says that I shouldn't have an abortion, those two things are yeah. literally are I'm not, not part of your fucking religion, motherfuckers. Right. It's mm. not the same. If your religion says, or your interpretation of religion says that abortions aren't legal, except for the fact don't have that one. that's not whatever. Right. But if that's what it says, yeah, then just don't get one. Yeah. No one's forcing you to have an abortion. But your personal beliefs, personal held religious beliefs do not get to dictate law. And that's what the constitution says is that everyone's free to practice their own religion and there won't be a national religion. So why are we basing these laws off of Christianity? That's fucking bullshit. Well, especially when you look at Judaism and Judaism permits abortion, they believe it's between a woman and her doctor. They don't, they don't say that you should but no, they think that right. there's so many different right. circumstances that could take place that that's for a woman and her her doctor to decide it's bananas so i actually looked this up because i started looking up bible scriptures and stuff like that because i was so pissed off. you know how many fucking babies god killed oh all of them yeah all of them yeah, yeah. yeah. all of them slaughtered them yeah like yeah where, where do people come up with this shit like I, I, I just, like, it's, 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 ridiculous. it's these people that want to say, oh, Jesus, this and God bullshit that. Have you actually read the motherfucker? Like Mm-mm. God was no. 
violent. Your your God was violent as fuck. He's a violent, all- jealous, angry motherfucker. Yeah, he still fucking is. He even killed his main motherfucker who pardoned the goddamn sea for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what you get for trying to help out. You know, damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah, it's fucking. I don't know where these people. They, they pick and choose what the fuck they want to hear and mm-hmm. what they want to believe and use it for their own, like you said, personal beliefs. I don't know, personal gain maybe, but it just, mm-hmm. nobody, I, none of them have actually researched this shit for themselves. And well, it, half of these Christians have never read the fucking Bible because yes. if they read the Bible, they'd realize how fucking violent no. and sadistic their them, God actually is. Them reading the Bible is go- them going to church every Sunday and some fucking man up there Telling them what the Bible says, which who's, is in all actuality never what the fucking Bible says. Who's who's giving them an interpretate his interpretation right, of yes. an interpretation right. of an interpretation because nobody reads the fucking Old Testament anymore. So it was just interpretation. Interpret. It's like the fucking game of telephone. Of course, it's all fucked up. Yeah, but you're talking about a book that was written 75 years after Jesus died. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't even written at the time. So, so all of that gospel, all of that Jesus's words it's all fucking through storytelling it's all bullshit the bible lines up we can make a whole podcast about this but the bible lines up with every fucking greek mythology Uh god that has ever fucking existed like they stole and all of this Oh God. Well, I'll save my Christmas rant for Christmas. Oh, but yeah. It's a pagan oh, holiday. You're celebrating a fucking pagan holiday. Jesus was born in late summer. You fucking assholes. If you believe Jesus exists, because that's where the North star is. You fucking dumb fucks. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't with D- Jesus was born on the 24th of December. It's not possible. That's not where the North star is. Just, you could look at it now scientifically. It's just not where it is. Oh man. I, yeah. But yeah, this is, it's, it's, it's everything that it's all, everything we knew that would happen is coming to fruition. And this is why when people say, well, I just didn't like Hillary's emails, fuck all of the way off. Right. Fuck all of the way off. Cause who would you have rather had appoint Supreme court justices, Hillary Rodden Clinton or Trump? Mm-hmm. Because that's what it came down to. Ugh. Like, that's why <laughs> elections are important, voting's important, and your fucking feelings don't matter about her goddamn emails. They just don't. You know, she it, had to produce all those fucking emails. Trump still hasn't fucking issued all the shit that he was- His tax returns? I didn't see the tax returns. Oh, yeah. motherfuckers still Not never lately. came to- I mean, And they, they scoured those emails, and they were like, do you guys oh, remember when the WikiLeaks came out? What? Yeah. About her daughter's wedding and like oh my god, and like what time is scandal on? Yeah, it was literally like the most inane shit. Yeah, boomer. Yeah. Like reading our fucking emails. Hillary, you can ask literally anybody and they tell you what time scandal is on, but she decided to email about it. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. Hillary Uh, should have just locked that shit up and thrown away the key because Trump still didn't produce the shit he was supposed to produce. No, because she knew she didn't do anything fucking wrong though. She was like, here, take it, bitches. Like, I don't give a fuck. I literally did nothing wrong. I I abided by every fucking law. Like, that's her fucking thing is like, she's like, I did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. She still hasn't done anything wrong. Fucking- 
interviewed for whatever she was 15 hours for 15, 15 hours, hours she sat on trial for benghazi yeah. right. she, she answered a question and and you can tell somebody telling nothing. the truth when they're like yeah go for it yeah right. like Freedom. you can ask me whatever the fuck you want i will tell you everything and that's fucking trump don't ask me a question ah oh, fine i'm just you know fucking subpoenaed or whatever by the the court the whatever you know and they're don't even go and i don't even know what i'm saying anymore i'm so fucking wow oh i'm so Are you angry julie's righteous anger <laughs> fell into aaron's righteous anger which is like <laughs> my inane bullshit anger like yeah. i am let me say one thing about the whole um roe v wade being overturned thing i know that I do not have sex with a man. What? I know that. <laughs> I know. It's shocking to most of our listeners, I'm sure. Um, and you, Bird. Hey, I don't, I I don't have sex with men either. <laughs> <laughs> but Burn. Fucking on yourself. You I zacked yourself. I, zack my, I have to zack myself a lot. Like, <laughs> oh. Double zack. Hey. Um. I I don't even know where I'm fucking going anymore. I'm so <laughs> distracted. No, my whole thing, my whole thing with Roe, Roe, herself. Right. I know. I'm like I'm gonna call it from now on. Please. It's like Googling yourself. Um so my whole thing is that it scares me. It it yes, it makes it me should. angry, but it literally scares me because I may not need a man or be with a man, but at the end of the day, I'm being controlled by men and it fucking sucks so much because I like being man free. You know what I mean? Like I like not having to deal with men's bullshit. I like not having to have a penis anywhere in or around my mouth or my vagina. I like that. I enjoy not dealing with men and their fucking bullshit, but at the end of the fucking day, a man at the end of the day, listen, Amy Coney Barrett, Comey Barrett, whatever the fuck her bullshit fucking name is, is she's being controlled by a man. Her husband is making these decisions. Let's be real. Let's be fucking real. She is not making these decisions based on fucking anything other than what her fucking man has said. Cause she is the submissive wife at the end of the day, because I'm telling you right now, there is not a woman alive that really wants to have seven well, fucking kids. Let's you know what bothers me just as much as men making laws about women's bodies? Women uh, making laws? Well, non-doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Making any yeah. sort of call about anybody's medical yeah. anything. Anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you but don't I have an not- MD behind your name, you can fuck all the way off when it comes <laughs> to telling me what to do with my body. Right. It's just like, I just get so scared because now it's this, what the fuck is it next? That's well, you're watching. Me. It's, it's fascinating because you're watching the entire world move towards like a liberalization, right? Like, so even, you know, Ireland, everyone, everyone else in the world, all the other first world countries, I'm not going to talk about third world countries right now, but all the other first world countries have decided, Hey, abortions are really fucking complicated kind of confusing thing we should leave it up to women and their doctors and like their families and like mm-hmm. let's let doctors decide if a woman's abusing the the right or if, if it's something that's medically necessary like it's not really for there's too many there's a billion scenarios that could take place and governments aren't designed to 
cope with those types of intricacies. So let's just leave it up to women and their doctors. So you're seeing like a whole liberalization around this, whereas America is moving backward. And Mm -hmm. it's, it makes me so angry because I used to be so proud of this country. I mean, I fucking signed up for the military. I said that I would give my life for it and the people who lived here if push came to shove. And now it's, it's fucking embarrassing. We're an embarrassment. This country is a goddamn embarrassment. And they they called on TikTok a a third world country in a Gucci handbag. Gucci belt. Yeah. We're a third world country in Gucci belt. And the, the conservatism that has started taking over and, and just like this, this mind fuck of these people who don't know you, these, these people who are making these laws are overturning these laws. You have nine people dictating a law for 300 million people, Mm. which is why Congress should have already codified Roe, should have made it Mm. a law, should have made it so that the Supreme Court can't fuck with it because. But they won't because all the Republicans are worried about getting reelected. Right. Roe versus abortion rights should not be at the whim of nine fucking people. It just shouldn't be. This is exactly what happens in, in how the Supreme Court gets politicized and why we we end up in the situations we're in where fucking Mitch McConnell will hold a Supreme Court seat for an entire year because things like Roe versus Wade could be on the docket. It's just, it's infuriating. And I think that if they actually pull this trigger and over overturn it, I think they, they have no fucking idea the bear that they just poked because you're talking about a woman's issue that will piss off white women, black women, even though it disproportionately affects black women, um, lat- Latinas, uh, Asian women, like you have just pissed off women, women, only 25% of the population, 25% believes that abortion outright should be illegal. Yep. Everybody else is kind of like, well, in certain circumstances, certain circumstances, or- yeah. So you, you are going to infuriate a large yeah. segment of the population. It's the thing. You can't legislate right. when it's okay and when it's not. Right. So stay then, the fuck out of it. Because, well, but then it's right back to, you know, the, if you, okay, so if they legislate that it's only in the case of rape or incest, well, how do you prove rape? Right. How Especially when not- Women can't yeah. even prove it right now to get their rapist convicted. So right, how do you prove even that you didn't up. want it? Exactly. Well, and I'm sorry, you're putting a, a doctor to need to solidify that. Like, it's just, it's fucking you know, bananas. A, a legitimate rape. Yes. It, it, well, yeah, exactly. it's not spousal. Because spousal rape is still legal in half the country. Mm-hmm. And that's Your husband can rape you. Yeah, this is the exact, this is the exact thing yeah. like, where, where fucking men are dictating women's lives. Like, look at, look at that. A, a woman can't even come forward and say. <laughs> I love when Julie finds out. Julie's I brain. love when Julie finds out things that she didn't know about before. This is like my favorite. <laughs> so essentially, no, that wait, when wait, you're wait, getting married, say you're saying I'm I'm yours physically whenever the fuck you in, want. In yes. certain you are states, a I don't submissive want it. wife. Yes. yes, you submit to your husband. In certain, not all states, but in certain states. I'm sure spousal rape is not illegal. You can't claim rape against your husband. He can take it whenever he wants it. Which yeah, I, that's I, a thing. I posted this thing on my story yesterday that I was just like, <laughs> yes, 
this right here. It says sex with consent is just sex, right? Right. There's no such thing as consensual sex because non-consensual sex isn't sex. It's rape. It's rape. Right. 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 Like there is no such thing as non-consensual sex. That is rape. There's no, like, there's just sex or rape. Rape is not a kind of sex. Nope. Just like you wouldn't say breathing swimming or non-breathing swimming. There's <laughs> swimming and drowning. <laughs> like, that's it. Right. You're so right. Like, I'm not, it's not swimming. funny, but like. No, but that's what, like, it's so simple when you think about it. And then it's like, God. Yeah. I just want you all to know I had something really great to say. And I fucking lost it because oh. you guys didn't let me finish. I'm just saying it was great. It was great. Well, now you know what it's like to be with a man. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, thank God I never have to fucking be with one because this feeling is not fun. All right. What do you guys finish on my own? What are you guys obsessed with this week? You gonna zack yourself? Honestly, I'm gonna go zack myself. (laughs) Well, sorry, Aaron, you were talking for like six minutes. We didn't know you were. I thought you were done. Oh wow! (laughs) Wow! Wow! What are you guys obsessed with this week? Aaron, you go first. No. Okay. Stacey, you go first. Um, I'm obsessed with the new show. And I had a feeling you guys would like to hear about it because you guys are always wanting to know about the new shows. Um, The Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max. I've heard about it. Phenomenal. Like, phenomenal. It's Mindy Kaling's new show that she's, like, producing. And holy shit. It's so good. And of course, I'm like such a theater nerd. Renee raps in it and she was in Mean Girls and I love her. But Pauline Chalamet, who's Timothy Chalamet's sister, it took me through the whole first like two episodes to not just think of her as Timothy Chalamet with boobs and a wig. (laughs) Like they look identical, like identical. Like he's much thinner, I think. She's much more curvy. But like I was like, oh, that's just Timothy Chalamet. But Holy shit, this show is so good and so funny and so, like, sex positive. And I know Mindy Kaling has a very, like, she has a very kind of raunchy sense of humor. So it's nice to be able to see that on, like, an HBO setting as Mm -hmm. opposed to, like, the Mindy Project or something where you have to keep it, like, a little bit more tame. Um, It's, uh, like, uh, it's so good. 10 out of 10 recommend. I've heard about it. I've I heard that totally it's really good. Watch it. I will yeah. watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's sure. really Aaron. You'd love it. I'm, I'm I all of it. you guys would love it. Honestly, I think because it's just it's very funny. I'm I wrote down. it down. I'm down to clown. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it uh, like a whole series out right now, or is it episode by episode? The, right well, so they've been releasing every week. Um, I want to say they're releasing like maybe they release like three episodes every week or something like that. So oh, okay. it's not like just one. Like every time they release an episode. Uh, it's like one, two, or something like that. I don't know. Okay. So there's like, I don't know, at least like 11 or 12 out so far. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Aaron, what are you obsessed with? So um, I've been working on, I, I know last time we uh, did the podcast, I was working on the Hummingbird Sanctuary. So I actually sent it off to a sensitivity reader and I got back really great feedback. So that was 
really, really exciting. And What's it? Can you explain what a sensitivity reader is? Because so, I'm like guessing, but I don't really know what that is. So I have a black character in in there, and she's one of the main characters. And I really wanted to make sure that I ha- I wrote her correctly because obviously I'm not black. That's so cool. Yeah, and I um my editor kind of was like, "Are you planning on doing this?" I said, "Honestly, yeah. I just wanted to get through this first round of edits first because it was so rough to begin with. Like I was like, I I." So after I finished all the edits that my editor wanted me to do, I sent it off um, to actually one of our our authors that were, uh, publishes at Bold Strokes, Ann Shade, and she got back to me and was like, look, you've nailed this. This is awesome. Like, I think you did a really great job. And I was just like, oh my God, that's so exciting. Because it, I think you walk a really fine line between you know, do you want to include someone that's not yourself, you know, like that has all these different, different experiences and different skin color. And like, how are you going to like, do you, I really, and I'm going to be very blunt. Like I was so afraid to make her too black yet, not black enough. Right. Like I was like, like, you don't, don't want it to seem like a caricature. Right. Or a, right. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, I think there was one part in there. I had like, you know, uh, I obviously tried to like, say like, what are you talking about? And I said it like, obviously not the way that came across. And my editor was like, yeah, that's not good, Aaron. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to make sure this is good. So I've been like silently obsessing about the hummingbird sanctuary for the last couple of weeks. And it's, I am hoping it comes together. Great. Like I have until the 10th to get it to my editor and I'm very excited about it. so that's that's what I'm cool that's exciting that actually kind of plays into what I'm obsessed with this week so I've been getting really I'm trying to I don't know if it was on the podcast like three or four weeks ago I've been researching a lot of black history stuff and trying to learn about different things I'd not I love really... Julie finding all this stuff out it's like my, oh my favorite God, thing I know <laughs> I send her text messages. I'm like, can you believe this shit? <laughs> like, no, no wonder, you know? And so somebody that I think is like, has become one of my own personal little heroes, Harriet Tubman was like the fucking most amazing woman in the whole world ever. And, yeah. um, a lot of the stuff that I've been watching and looking up and stuff has she's so she's like popping up on all my stuff to watch. And she, was just absolutely fucking amazing. The risks that she took and the things that she was not afraid to do and then leading her little troops of soldiers into a big army of soldiers. Like she was fucking amazing. So she's like one of my new heroes of women that I like to look up and research about. Um, Did you watch the movie? I've watched the movie and I'm watching a documentary series and I've watched, um, she's got the bases covered. <laughs> I was watching well, yes, there, Cynthia Erivo is so good in that movie. Oh my God. She, she was like, she did such a good Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Like, cause then when you look up at the actual Harriet Tubman and like, you can kind of tell, like, I, I think she probably did her mannerisms perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like I think she did. I think she portrayed her character so well and the events that happened so well. Cause I would mm-hmm. watch something in the movie and I would like look it up to see if how accurate it was. And I think they did such a great job in that movie, but also too, I just think it's so, well, I don't, I, we could have a whole episode on it. Like how we treated 
black people and what we did to them is just so it fuck we're a bunch of fucking bullies and it pisses yeah. me off mm-hmm. like I texted Jackson I was like who who created this idea of slavery and said that black people are less than and all of that and there's no like one person's just fucking white people did it yeah. like we went and sold as a whole and mm-hmm. like the <laughs> it's just it, it's like kills my soul and then i'm like well no wonder you know they're you know because typically black communities you know are like quote unquote you know ghettos you know they're they're poorer mm-hmm. communities and they have not as good as schooling and stuff well yeah because that's what we literally put them in like that's why it's like that that's that that's why they have a higher crime rate that's why it's like that because we oh, literally oh my god she gets it <laughs> Well, they like didn't have a fucking I know. It's like it's like they didn't have a chance. And I know that it's not, you know, it's it, is it our direct fault now? No. It's like, our responsibility us, us, though. Us, but it's our responsibility to fucking acknowledge what we did and to make it better, you know, and to understand that I do, I kind of get it. It's kind of like all all sinking in, like they're fucking oppressed and a lot of them don't have a fucking shot in hell because their history. Right. Like, and the like, things just, we put into place, yes. they're still, they're still like, those are, things are still there. Yes. They're not yeah. gone. It hasn't mm-hmm. gone away, you know? Yeah. And like the little things like, cause I used to think, and, and I, I'm, I, I'm I know working. it warms my heart so much. I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm working through my, my own personal shit with it, but yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, it's not, a lot. It, it's not, I understand it's not every single black person. It's not every single white person, but mm-hmm. I'll be damned if it's not fucking most black people are, have such, they just don't have the same opportunities that we have. And, 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 and they don't have the same, even lifestyle, like. I don't know. Just, just the whole thing. I'm just, it fucking pisses me off what we did to them. And to me, as I'm like watching these shows and thinking about all of our pro athletes and stuff like that, I'm like, you almost would have thought that instead of saying that they were less than a human, that they would have been better than us. Because to me, black people are more physically athletic. They're better at things than us, you know? you would have thought that they would have been considered. And that means more. you're like put on a pedestal somehow. Right, yeah. right. You, you would have thought that they would have been looked at as more than like, human. like gods and goddesses. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But then even yeah, exactly. athletes nowadays, like they, they mess up and do one thing. Oh, they're ghetto. They're this, they're that. Like, it just yeah, it really, it, it, it's really hard. And I don't know how to fix it, you know? And people like I used to think, well, will they have, you know, uh, college funding for just black people and all blackness. Well, fuck, they deserve it. Like, can we not do more than that? Like, that's a very little. Thing. This is my favorite thing to like happen I in a long time. Really <laughs> I feel like a proud parent right now. <laughs> but it's hard, you know, to, it to is. sit there and like to it's watch hard. it and to like kind of self reflect on things that mm-hmm. you have yourself personally thought and been like. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not fucking oppressed anymore. Yes, the fuck they are. Like, yeah. do you want do you want to go drive down the street in, in fucking Oakland at nighttime? No. And it's like, well, those people are living in poverty. And it's in, in my mind, yes, you know, maybe they're drug addicts or whatever, but it's because of where we, they've come from because of what we did to them. 
And then we do things like take away safe access to abortion, which just keeps poor people poor. (laughs) It's just, I wish we could do more. I wish we did more. I, I, I wish that people would actually look into it and research. And I'm not done looking into it. I've only, I feel like I've only scratched the surface of like, yeah, but you are doing just by looking into it and like checking yourself, you are doing more than a lot of people are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you right now, I have a, I have a pretty good friend who I got into a huge argument with about this very thing, like her not understanding that just because she's white, she has privilege. Like she did not get it. Like she did not understand why a black student got a, a scholarship over a white one. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm happy about that. Like because I'm they happy should. that student got Plus they have scholarships for everything. Yeah, yeah. They, like, they have scholarships like, for white people. Oh, oh, yeah, they left, do. They do. Are they you have a left-handed? <laughs> that's like, not even like, yeah, I agree. Like it's, it's not even that it's like this student, you know, was up against a, a bunch of other people. It wasn't bunch. just a black scholarship. Yeah. Like, but yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. it was like this student won got the scholarship full ride to MIT. Like that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. First amazing. of all, to even get into MIT, you're already smarter than 99% of the population. Well, like, so if we can like, pay for it, he was go like, do fourth, that. he was like fourth in his class yeah. class. So like he literally worked his ass off, right? Like he worked his ass off to get to where he is. And I'm fucking happy for him. And I hope yeah. he becomes a fucking black engineer. You know, that they, they kicked around for a while the idea of reparations being free college for all black people. And I think that's one of the best ideas yeah. they could possibly have. Like, because the, the whole idea of white privilege is it, here's the here's the hard part for people in like our generation. You're right. We didn't cause it. It's not our fault. Like, and your privilege isn't intentional like you can't do anything right, about it you were right. born who you are well, you were born with what you have people have a hard time with reparations because they're like well you weren't a slave why do you deserve reparations because you know what the most important part about reparations are acknowledging that you did something wrong exactly. it's not about the actual dollar amount or whatever it's about acknowledging that it was wrong i i almost think that we would have to, to, to in any in on any form to even attempt to make what we did wrong right would be to not just have oh let's make sure there's a 25 percent minority make sure it's at least 50 60 75 percent and start uplifting those communities even if you know the the person you know the hispanic or the african-american kid is maybe didn't get the best test scores but to it, just to like input or, or didn't get as good at test scores as the white person, but just to fully not just give them the same opportunities, but give them more opportunities to at least try to start leveling out the playing field and not forever. You know, at some point, if yeah. we were able to do that for, uh, you know, 150 years, I think that it would eventually wouldn't have to be like that anymore, you know, and then you can go back to yeah. just let the best candidate win. But you have to give them, I feel, more opportunities to even start attempting to fix the wrong. There's there's a lot of little things we can do that are low-hanging fruit. We could make Juneteenth a national holiday. We could could stop celebrating. I know this doesn't have to do with traditional, like with African-Americans, but we could stop celebrating fucking Columbus Day. 
Yeah. Columbus Day is bullshit. You can't discover a country that's already covered in people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my I'm guess. super proud of you, Jewel. Me too. It, it takes a lot to go back and self-reflect. Because like we said, it's not our fault, but it's our responsibility. And it's our responsibility to leave this next generation with better than, you know, how we found it. So it's, you're not, the easy way out is to say, it's not my problem. I didn't cause it. I don't dislike black people. And so it's, I, it's not my concern. So I'm proud of you for Thanks. researching and learning about it. The other thing I'm obsessed with is building my surrounds for my TV. I'm really excited about it. Framed it, put the sheetrock up. So now uh, on Sunday, I'm going to do the tile. It's turning out super good. Um, I finally upgraded. Kai calls it a grown-up drill because I had like this little bullshit one. <laughs> and now I finally went and bought one. I don't know why I was waiting so long. It was only a hundred bucks. Like, I don't know what my problem was, but I bought like the big kid drill. And let me tell you what, it cut down like my work time. That's like it. It cut, down, it cut down my work time by like at least 50, 75%. So I wish I had just done it sooner because it wasn't that much money. So that's what I'm obsessed with this week. But mostly I'm really proud of you, Joel. Thank you. I would At like 36 to, to be figuring out all this stuff is not an easy task. So I'm proud of you. Man. I can't believe that Black Wall Street was is less than an hour and a half from where I live, that that's where yeah. Black Wall Street happened. I mean, but I do live, I mean, Arkansas is racist as fuck. And like this whole area is, I mean, we kicked all the fucking Indians out, gave them a couple casinos and fucking called it good. Like we're, anyways, yeah. I, I, I couldn't believe when I looked that up that Black Wall Street is an hour and a half from where, that that all happened. Did you finally yeah. look up the Trail of Tears? No, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm really into it. real mad. Tubman. Oh, oh yeah. I need to put. I need to add that on my thing though. Trail of Tears. Ugh, that already sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not a great name. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really like strike happiness in the heart. <laughs> the Trail of Tears. Ugh. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna piss me all kinds of off when I watch it. But it's not like the trail of laughter. <laughs> all kinds of off. <laughs> it's definitely the trail of unhappiness. How's everyone's alcohol? Good. I've I mean, never been happier. It's doing its job. <laughs> it's Pinot Grigio. It's just I mean, you know, the label. Why did you buy it? Because like of the, the label. But I feel like what if it was like what if it was like a fucking Moscato? Would you have bought it with a beautiful label? Mm, a Moscato? I'm just saying, like, mm. if you don't like Pinot Grigios, you shouldn't have got it. You should have yeah. taken a picture. You're mm. like, I almost got this, but. Well, Bird, I make bad decisions. <laughs> well, that's it for us this week, guys. Have a uh, safe, happy weekend. Don't do anything we would do. No, fuck it, do it. Uh, yeah, man, the whole world's like falling apart. Abortion is getting overturned. Climate change <laughs> yeah. is killing us. Yolo. No one can aff afford a house, and uh, college degrees don't matter anymore. Have a good weekend. Yeah, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Fierce Fan Media.